The following podcast is recommended for mature audiences only. The following podcast is recommended for adults only. Maturity is not a requirement. Welcome to Men Podcasting Badly. This is a podcast about old and forgotten games that we've played and want to share our thoughts with you. We play games that we've chosen to play, we've chosen for each other to play, and games that you, the listeners, have chosen for us to play. This week, we are playing games that you guys and girls have picked for us. Well, that we picked out the hat that you put in there for us. I'm your host, Jacobs, and I'm joined by my co-host, Skets. Hello, buddy. How's it going? Hello. Not too bad, thank you. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, buddy. Thank you very much. Not too bad at all. Not too bad at all. So it's been a week since we last recorded. Is that right? Is it a week? It was a Sunday, wasn't it? Did we end up recording on... No, the Saturday we night, wasn't it? on a Saturday night. Saturday night, yeah. Okay, so... And I got it out on the Monday. Wizardry. Yeah. <laughs> now, it is... About a week, about a week and a half. Is it about a week la- and a half since we it? last recorded? Yeah, I am so out of sync with days and stuff and podcast recordings, mate. Yeah, I think <laughs> we're gonna have to have a look at our schedule. Uh, I, I, I don't know how we're gonna do this moving forwards. I need to stop getting drunk on Saturday nights, which is gonna be a difficult one because it's my yeah. first night off. So yeah, it'll be fun. We'll get it working though. I just need to sort shit out with my sleeping patterns and stuff. Yeah, you'll get there. You'll get there. Still adjusting. But yeah, it'll come. It'll come. So how, how's your week been anyway, dude? Or a week and a half, uh, I guess. Yeah, it's been all right. It was it was pretty uneventful. I was I was like, a couple of days ago I was thinking that nothing nothing has happened for me to be able to talk about on the podcast. Until so Yeah, I, I have a house plant now. You have a house plant? <laughs> yeah. So, Yay! <laughs> so un- until until we did some shopping, uh, we we did the click and collect thing, and you you know when they swap things out, and I wanted some coriander because I like using coriander. I do a nice curry with the coriander. That's what I was going to cook this week, and uh, yeah, and and the the packet coriander they didn't have. They they exchanged it for living coriander. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It comes with a load of mud at the bottom of it. So I was like, I, I, I'm going to put this in a bowl now and give it some water. And keep, just keep it alive. <laughs> so literally in like the past like fortnight, you've gone from like having a garden that you hope you didn't have to maintain to now you have to water your garden with the added thanks from Morrison's that you now have to water a coriander plant as well. Yeah, in the house, yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> I, and it's just it's it's just sat it's just sat in in my windowsill in the in the kitchen. It's the only one there, so I'm gonna have to get a couple more to go with it. <laughs> people people do those like herb plant a tray things, don't they? Where you're like, do I they? Know, like Jamie Oliver. Yeah, Jamie Oliver will lean on his windowsill in his kitchen money and be like, Oh, we'll have a bit of basil and a bit of coriander and stuff. Oh yeah, and, the, uh, yeah, they, yeah they, the, the the window box thing. The, yeah, the, the secondary naked chef. The same. Aha, yes, that is very true. <laughs> that is very true. What have you been up to, apart from working and sleeping and getting drunk? Uh, that's 
pretty much all I've done, mate. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, since we last spoke, I've worked. I got drank on, got drank, got drunk on the Saturday night, <laughs> which led to the early hours of Sunday morning. It's like the it's like the episode of Futurama, where the emperor gets drank. Get drank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched that episode, uh, mate, so okay. it might be lost on me. The listeners I'm might sure, get it. I'm sure they will. Yeah. Uh, but Sorry. yeah, no, um, no, nah, that's cool, man. So yeah, I like Sunday and Monday were officially write offs. And then, yeah, it was back to work Tuesday night, mate. And we're now, what, Thursday night? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah mate, I haven't played anything on the PC for a couple of weeks now. I got no gaming in, like, no personal gaming. No. Um, Any podcast no, gaming? Mate. Hopefully. Uh, a little bit. Not as much as I would have liked, I'll be honest. Um, like, this week's notes are a bit iffy shall we say um don't expect fabulous talkings from me people i do apologize <laughs> um <laughs> well, but yeah <laughs> if we're talking if we're talking about notes i didn't even take notes for one of the games i played wow the circus charlie is it that bad the circus, well i mean it's just nothing to it so i didn't need to write anything down fair enough fair enough the other one i barely played panzer dragoon because well we'll get to that later but I've written the most notes I've ever written for a game. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's that's a sign of a good game, though, isn't it? Or a really bad game where you yeah. just got to really ruin it. I, I can talk about a lot more as well once I've gone through all of my notes. Really? Yeah. Ah, oh, cool. So this is going to be like 75% the Skets Men podcast and Badly Show with 15% of Jacobs and then the odd 10% of just filler stuff then. I think. Again. Yeah. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Again. Again. I hang my head in shame. Uh, so, yeah, man, that's pretty much been my week. I haven't really done a lot else. Um, yeah, sorry. Like, nothing really eventful, nothing too no. exciting. I've still got to cut the grass in the back garden. That's probably about a foot high now. <laughs> I need a, a tool or an instrument to be able to cut it with which i got a strimmer at my mate's house, which I've been meaning to pick up for the last two months, which I still haven't got around to picking up yet. You've got a ukulele. I have a ukulele. I could, what? How am I going to use the ukulele to do the garden? Well, you said an instrument. Just loosen one of the strings and helicopter it. To me, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. I quite like that logic. I might give it a go. I thought you was going to like get me to like play the ukulele that badly that the grass just dies because <laughs> it can't stand my music anymore. Which might yeah. also work. Might also work. I'll have to give it a go. But yeah, man, it's um, yeah, I haven't really done a lot. I can't talk about nothing really. It's oh, hard to talk about nothing. I have something to talk about here. Oh, so you know how you've wanted me to talk about the trials riddle for a little while now? Yeah, I'm gonna talk about it next week. Oh, wicked, wicked! Because today. There has been a the the final track has been released today. It's called the Giga Track, and okay. there's gonna be a lot of stuff in it for people to find. Lots of little Easter eggs, little clues. In just a space of like the last hour before recording, I I was trying to read through that in a few minutes and couldn't get through it because they found so much already. Wow. So there's no point talking about it now because they they've not really reached anything. Yeah. Just yet. So yeah, I'll, I'll give them. So what would be? We'll be recording about a week and a half time. So yeah, in, in a week and a half time, 
yeah, I'm sure they would have found plenty of stuff and I can actually, I'll go back and make sure I know exactly what's happened so far and, and be able to oh, talk mate, about it next week. That would be awesome. I love hearing about this stuff. So I, it's, cool. it's, it's a rabbit hole. I was, I was researching ARGs earlier as well. You've probably never heard of them. Alternate reality games, they're called. Okay. So the, the Trials Riddle sort of became one at some point, but uh, so, like some, some really big games have released ARGs before they're released. So basically, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher this, and I haven't, I haven't got it to hand. But basically, they set clues up online for you to figure out, but then the clues lead to real-world findings. Um, and oh, which, wow. which might then go back online, you know, there's all sorts of stuff like the release of one of the portal games, I think, Valve hid loads of little puzzles and riddles in some indie developers' games, or well, they worked with the, the developers to put those riddles yeah. and clues in the, in the games for people, for people to work out. And then, and then the people who did work it out were able to actually go to Valve Studios and play, I can't remember which one it was now, but play Portal 1 or 2 before it was released because they, they'd work that's really cool it's oh it's a rabbit hole and and the thing is i'm not intelligent enough to do these things even with a trials riddle i've not really got involved and i'm not online enough to like to be searching anywhere and everywhere for all these different things but yeah. i'm just yeah like i said i'm obsessed i love i just follow them <laughs> i've been in the i've been in the trials riddle uh discord for many months now and i've not contributed anything i'm just watching and reading mate that's awesome it amazes me though that like with games these days i don't know just like how they've evolved like i I would have never thought of like 20 years ago i don't know maybe it did happen 20 years ago but like games having like these hidden easter eggs in and yeah they then relate to like I don't know, normal life, shall we say, not virtual life, and how they can be intertwined between the two. And I don't know, it's just really cool, isn't it? Like how yeah. games have evolved over the years and like people have like thought about stuff like that. Um, I mean, you got like your VR, I guess, meets your real life, whatever you want to call it. Human that life. Is augmented reality it, games. I was I was gonna say AR, but I wasn't yeah. too sure. But yeah, yeah, so I was thinking like your Pokemon Goes and stuff like that. Yeah, how that was like a step up, but I, yeah. I just think it's really cool. I find it really fascinating, like when you tell me about these trials things and stuff. Like, granted, I won't go off my own back and go and find it myself, but I enjoy listening to you talk about it. So I'm looking forward to next week or a week and a half's time. It'll be good. It'll be good. If if we're be a lot of me just sat in on it, eh? If if we're recording on time next time, probably not. But <laughs> we, we can. Give, I'll definitely give it my damnedest to do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Niantic, who did uh, Pokemon Go, they did they did a game that was very similar before Pokemon Go, didn't they? I'm sure you probably heard of it. A lot of people have heard of it. It's pretty much the same kind of thing, using the same map. Okay. You know about that? Okay, but right. so they they did um, fr- from what I read earlier, they, they did a, a an ARG before releasing that one, and it was is meant to be one of the most famous ones, one of the best ones that have ever existed. Okay. No, I'd not heard of that. Like, yeah. Because I knew that I think after Pokemon Go, like that sort of AR idea of gaming come in, didn't it? And there was that one going around at the time, Snatch. Was it Snatch? Can you remember that? Where you had to go yeah. get the boxes and then hold them for a certain yeah. amount of time. And 
I hated that game. Mate, well, yeah, because I, I think I showed you it, didn't I? And then you, I, you I left it, but then you carried <laughs> on. It was really annoying. <laughs> I didn't like having my boxes stolen. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's that's really cool, like how gaming's taken that twist. Yeah, it is very cool. Simil- on a similar note then, I was, I was actually going to do some research before talking about this, if I was going to talk about it, but as we're on the, on the subject, Forrest Fenn's treasures was found as well. Was it? Oh, that's, yeah. That, Do you know who Forrest I, Fenn I'm is? really happy for, for Horace Fenn. I ain't got a fucking clue <laughs> who Forrest Fenn is. <laughs> really happy for him, though. So, well, no, he, uh, he, he, he was giving it away. So oh. he was um, diagnosed with uh, some cancer. And so uh, I'm not exactly sure why he did it. Uh, this is exactly why I was going to research it. But we're talking about it now, apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he he thought he was going to die, so he went and buried uh, a load of treasure. Like I think it was like thirty thousand dollars worth of treasure. It was all all like gold items and stuff like that in there, oh, yeah. gold rings. And he buried it somewhere in America, and no one could find it. He he left a poem for for people to find it. No one could. And then he he um he recovered, so he didn't actually die from this cancer in the end. And then he wrote a book and decided to leave his treasure there and let people go and find it. But people have died trying to find that. I think at least four or five people have died trying to find it. Bloody hell. Some of which are trying to sue him, I believe. Uh, It was America, isn't it? Of course, yeah. Yeah. And then, so the the person who actually found it uh, apparently is also being sued by the person who almost found it. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like the Sue chain. <laughs> what? Yeah. Jesus. No, I think I think it was a I think it was a woman. I think she's saying that basically he stole her notes, he was following her the whole way and then just did the last bit. But yeah, anyway, it was found. There were rumors that he was actually D B Cooper. Okay. Yeah. That's probably heard of yeah, D B Cooper. Yeah, I've heard of D B Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. There were rumors that he tipped somebody off. So yeah, I haven't really looked into it. If if you're interested in that kind of thing, go and go and look it up. There's a there's a big Reddit subreddit. I need to get into this everything. Reddit world. I uh, I, <laughs> I I dipped my toe in and then I left, and I just I just need to find all this cool stuff. Cool, that's pretty. But cool. yeah, oh, I, did I say it was like ten years? It was lost for. No, you didn't say ten years. No, oh yeah, so yeah, wow. so yeah, it was like ten ten years. People people were searching it for like ten years and. That's it's nuts. just been found about, uh, about three, four weeks ago now. That's crazy. Oh, I my. like that. That's cool. Can I bury and then die? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should bury the shack clock when I die, and then like someone can find it, and it can then live on like 30 years after my death. You need to think of a cool riddle. Ah, oh, yeah. No, yeah. A really cool, long, extravagant riddle. That makes no sense. I think of one. So yeah, a couple of things that I wasn't really planning on talking too much about, which I did. <laughs> should we should we talk about some games now? Yeah, let's talk about some games. I am super excited for the next episode, though. I want it to hurry up. I want to talk trials. Right, cool. Uh, so yeah, so this week we have been playing games that we picked out of our hat on our Facebook Live thing, Emmy Jigger. Which yeah. I thought it went. These Facebook Live things are going pretty well, aren't they? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm enjoying yeah. them. Yeah, they're going, going good. So, um, I don't like it when I have to do stuff on my own. 
I have a real, I, I said it in the first one, but my audio wasn't very good. So I have a real Garth moment, you know, in Wayne's World where yeah. uh, Wayne goes off somewhere and it's just, it's just like focus on Garth and he's there all nervous going. No, do you remember that bit? Yeah, 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 yeah I remember that bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what happens to me when, <laughs> when you bugger off. Oh, sorry, Matt, I won't bugger off. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh, right. But yeah, going all right. Yeah, man, yeah, they, they are super fun. Um, we get a good bit of interaction as well, don't we? Which is nice, and yeah, the listeners get to see our beautiful faces. So yeah. Oh, okay. Another thing I was planning on doing. I, I thought we were doing it tomorrow, but we're not. Um, so for everybody out there, a long time ago, Jacob came up with the idea of doing a like a Top Gear style ladder for all the games we play. Yes. And I very quickly shot it down. And now I think it's quite a good idea. So I think for the next time we go live, we'll try and get that uh, get that up and run in. Because it can go here. Listeners can't see where I'm pointing to here, but there's a space no. on my wall which would work pretty well. There's now a space on my wall because I've had to move my computer computer room. Ah, oh, mate. Upstairs. We need to design something. I was just thinking like a cork board or... I mean, you can get you can get like long magnetic strips, but we'd have to make the... All that we'd have to make all the little games into like the little magnets you get on fridges, like yeah, that's with lots of little point. words with the bendy magnets. Yeah, that'd be a that'd pain, be pain in the ass. ass. Yeah. I think just a cork board and just a load of pins. Yeah, man, that's a really cool idea. Because I'm, th- yeah, yeah, I've got ideas for the Shack Clock. It was your idea. I've just come around finally. Shall we talk games? Shall we talk yeah, games? Let's, let's, yeah, let's, go let's, on, let's, you start. You, shall we shall I start? start? Okie dokie then, senor. Right, so listeners, the first game I'm going to talk about, which got pulled out of the hat, was Shinobi. I believe it was put in the hat by Kelly Hall. So thank you, Kelly. There's many, many, many varieties of the Shinobi game. Yeah. Um, now, I can't remember whether Kelly put on her Facebook post or not as to what console or I don't think she was... specified. No? I, I, I did look it up as well, and I wondered, so I asked her. I never actually told you, but I think she meant the Mega Drive one. But if you didn't play that one, that, that, was, I'm pr- that was the most famous one i'm sure is it or the the most well-known yeah so I, I went on the basis of like i remember shinobi i had it as a kid but the one i could remember was the revenge of shinobi which listeners is the mega drive version of this game so yeah the original shinobi was released in 1987 and i believe that was released in arcade and then master system so the first copy that actually comes to the Mega Drive was in 1989, and it was this copy, Shinobi the Revenger of, um, and it was released by Sega. Sega! So yeah, <laughs> so for, for those of you who don't know, Shinobi is a ninja. I, this is one of these classic forgotten games, I think, Skets. It's a game that I still enjoy playing today. It's definitely got like uh, Streets of Rage feel to it, in terms of just like side-scrolling beat-em-up yeah. sort of thing is it a beat-em-up 
I can't remember the right terminology. But yeah, it, it's a pretty cool game, though. Um, I think the game's got seven, was it seven or eight levels? Uh, eight, eight, eight levels, sorry. Helps if I check my notes. <laughs> and yeah, it's, I don't know how to really talk about this game, to be honest. So as the ninja, I can't remember Shinobi's real name. It's not Shinobi. It's something else. You basically, you spawn and you fight off bad guys on your screen. It's got like a hint of Mario about it as well. And like Sonic in terms of like power ups. So you get these crates. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, you get crates and you can literally kick them or you got your Ninja Death Stars, which I've done my research. They're Shrukins. Shrui- I don't know how you pronounce that. Shuriken. It's a shuriken. Yeah, that's correct. Shuriken. Um, so yeah, you get your shurikens. Um, you get a health bar, which has multiple blocks. And basically, you come across these boxes. They're just wooden boxes. And you can kick them, or you can chuck it. I'm just going to call them Death Stars. You can chuck your Ninja Death Star at them, <laughs> and it'll break. And then inside, you get various different power-ups. You get like health power-up. Uh, you get more stars, because I think you can... I think in the options you can set how many of these Death Stars you start the game with. But yeah, you find more as you go along. So you've obviously got to be wary of how much you've got. And there's other bits and bobs you can pick up. But yeah, it's mainly uh, is it extra lives as well. So you can get extra lives through these boxes. So it feels very much like Mario in that respect. But listeners, don't get me wrong. You're not jumping around hitting boxes with your head and stuff. Like you're, you're a deadly <laughs> ninja. Mario didn't use his head. He used his fist. He used his fist. He did use his fist. He just don't. But it, yeah. it, it looks like he uses his head, doesn't but it? it? Yeah, his fist was only about two pixels. Yeah. Big, so that's, how, that's where the confusion was. There we go. Didn't use his head. He uses his fist. But it still looks like he uses his head, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's Carry right. on. That's cool, man. Uh, so, yeah. So, as the ninja, you have four special powers. <laughs> Are we ready? You've got Aikazuchi, which is the art of thunder. And basically, you press your special button and you get a wave of lightning. Skets, just for yeah. reference, mate. The lightning's yellow. Um, yellow? Yeah. Why, yellow's acceptable. Yeah. Yellow, yellow and blue are acceptable yeah. colors for lightning. Yeah. How about green? No. No, not green? Not green. Uh, Never green. Never green. Got you. Never green. Got you. <laughs> uh, now, there is like a whole load of talk around these, but basically the idea of this yellow lightning is it acts as a shield and it blocks four consecutive hits. Huh. Basically, when you're in the shit, you hit your power, your special ability, and you protect yourself for four consecutive yeah. hits. Um, as you go through the game, you, well, you start off with all the special abilities. Now, this is where it's going to come into play that I didn't get to play much of my games this week. So I didn't actually get to use any of the other abilities, but I do know what they are. So you've got the Ninjutsu of Akayu. Um, that's the Art of Fire, which basically summons four dragon-shaped columns of flame that then distill damage to all enemies across the screen. you got the Ninjutsu Art of Thushin, um, which is the Art of Floating, and it just allows your ninja dude to jump higher. And then you have... So this is an interesting one. I couldn't quite work this one out, but it's an Ninjutsu Art of Emijin, um, I believe. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Now, this is the Art of Pulverizing. Now, I never got far enough to use this, but some notes that I read, right? 
Are you ready? The most powerful ninjutsu technique in the game. Oh, Mushashi is the ninja's name. Explodes. So your ninja explodes. Now I'm gonna have to go back and watch a YouTube video of this because I need to see how this works. But damaging all enemies on the screen at the cost of one life. If it is your last life, then you die. You gotta use a continue. But now this is where I get confused. This ninjutsu, which is the art of Mijin, um, is very interesting in the fact that when you use it, his health is also fully restored and is also granted extra ninjutsu attacks when he recovers. Oh, no, I get it now, rereading that back. It makes sense. So if you've got three lives, but you've got one bar of health, you use this special power, you go down to two lives, but you get a full bar of health. Oh, okay. Yeah. I quite, no, I quite, I quite like that as a mechanic. I was, I was looking at it from the approach that you're going to use it, you're going to die, but then somehow you manage to get health regen. But now that now makes sense. Me reading it back. Yeah. Ah, understanding my notes whilst doing the podcast. That's always a good move, isn't it? <laughs> um. So yeah, basically the game is broken into three stages, scenes. I don't know, Americans, English. I don't know, seasons series but yeah so it's broken into like various scenes or stages i think each level consists of two or three stages and then at the end of the third stage third scene of day stage you then come across a big bad guy who you need to beat the crap out of with your death stars and stuff yeah i didn't get to play this game as much as i would have liked to um, if i'm honest but i could remember it from the days of old or the days of young and I, I really enjoyed it the eight stages take you across pretty much japan and then into new york which is pretty cool and i'll be honest mate i haven't really got a lot else to say on shinobi the revenge of it's it's going to be a tough week for me this week talking about the games because i honestly didn't get to play them for that long but i will say that this game is very good and should not be forgotten. There's so many different varieties of the Shinobi genre out. So what was interesting when I was looking to play this game, to find a copy of this game, was learning how many different variations of this game there are. I, I didn't realise this game is as big as what it is. It's like yeah. 27 different versions. Really? That it's, many? It's crazy. It's like it's gone on to be a big, big game, which I, I'll be honest, I'm not going to Google it now because it'll be time. I could probably do it on my phone. But I don't know when the last release of a Shinobi game was. But yeah, like the title itself, considering it started off where it started off, it's just it's gone on and on and on. But it did make it onto like the Wii and the Xbox 360 through the arcades. Um, Did it? Yeah, apparently so. Mind you, I am just flash reading this, so don't take that as gospel, listeners. But yeah, no, it, it went on for for some years. Yeah, I, I just didn't realize how many copies there were of it. Eighty seven, eighty nine, two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten. So yeah, Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah, man, I, I was pretty impressed with um. Yeah, with how many different titles there are. And it's just really weird, isn't it? Like when they recreate a game for another platform that they don't recreate the same game. Like, for example, like the Mass System, the arcade, it was Shinobi. Then when they release it on the Mega Drive, they don't release Shinobi on the Mega Drive. They release a newer version of, which I guess 
in sense for the title makes sense because it's got to move on. But you're smiling. Why are you smiling? I'm smirking. Why are you smirking? <laughs> what is it? Because <laughs> you're talking about a new, a new console generation. It's not GTA Five or Skyrim. They they actually release new games for new consoles. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Most people do that. Yeah, you you've heard of um, you know what I'm talking about, right? What? As in, when a new console comes out, they release a game specific for the console. Well, like, because GTA Five was originally originally released on the PS3. Yeah. And then it was released on the PS4. And now it's been announced for the PS5. Not GTA 6, no. GTA 5 still. Yeah, yeah. And now Bethesda have done exactly the same with Skyrim. They've announced it for the PS5. Oh, have before. they? They're like, why are you still doing this? We've had loads of different versions of this. Yeah. It's, stupid. it's a cheap way for them to do games, isn't it, I guess? Because all they got to do is yeah. just more DLC and not have to actually worry about redesigning the full bloody game. The lazy bastards. If you don't mind me taking us off on a side quest... You can take us off on a side quest. I, I have been wondering what the next Skyrim is going to be. Because Skyrim has been around forever. And people still love it. People go back and play it. And, and play it and they discover new things. And like there, there is going to be a game that pretty much takes over that. But there's nowhere in sight. It's nowhere near, I don't think. I thought Anthem was going to be that kind of game. But it, it, it's not that style of game at all. It's not that genre No, I thought. No. But yeah, I, I wanna, I'm wondering what the next Skyrim's going to be. Because I would say, like, Fallout 3 was, was on that same kind of pedestal, I suppose. Or, it was within the same know. bracket, wasn't it, I guess? Yeah, yeah, where, like, people loved it. Yeah. And they were happy to just go back and play it and play it and play it. I saw so many people, like, saying online that with the lockdown that came in, they're going to go back and play Skyrim. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. They've got plenty of time. Are you a Skyrim player? No, I said before, didn't I? That I ruined it for myself, so I, I couldn't play it anymore. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, I remember I, you I saying that. I did enjoy it. Yeah, I did enjoy it. I loved it. But, yeah, no, I haven't played it for a while now. I think I tried picking it up. Now, you're probably going to laugh at me now. <laughs> probably. Elder Scrolls? Yeah. Is that Skyrim? Yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah? It's not an expansion yeah. of. Is it an ex? No. No? No, right, okay. Are you are you on are you on about the online one? Yeah, just I think El, El, Elder Scrolls is uh, I don't know I don't know what that word is. Uh, uh, so say like is it like WoW and then you get like Burning Crusade? Da, 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 da. No. no, no, they're different games set in the same universe. Right. So you had me like before that was Elder Scrolls Oblivion, then Elder Scrolls Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Right, so Fallout Three, Fallout Four. So that's where on that one. That's where I'm getting myself confused. So yeah, Skyrim is the title. Of the game, yeah, yeah, got you. I, I, yeah. I don't know what that is now. Actually, it's a prefix. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, there'll probably be a few listeners yeah. who laugh and laugh at me for that. But hey, hey, gotta learn, aren't you? Gotta learn. You were you going somewhere with that? Where was you, where was I going with that? You said you have played it. Yeah, I. Said I was instead of going to laugh at you. I'm, I was waiting for that laugh. No, no. Well, I, I played it for 10 minutes and then put it back down again. It's just one of those games, isn't it, where you got to really think about it. And I think at the time I probably wasn't in the thinking mood. So I'll put it back down. But uh, it felt like wowy to me. 
It's an RPG. Yeah, yeah. it felt too right. Ah, <laughs> the groovy gang might be going back to play fucking Shadow Falls, whatever it's called. Shadowlands. Shadowlands. I saw. Yeah, I saw Matt playing it the other day because I, I did ask in the in the Discord the other day if people are going to go back and play it, and and Matt obviously said it's, it's wow. wow, so I can't rule it out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. mate. And then a couple of days later, he's playing it. I'm, I'm, I'm pro- I'll probably do it. I'll probably play. Oh, it. they're going back. They're going back. I'm doing my. They're definitely doing yeah, it. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying my best to resist. I've said to those guys that they can only play it when I'm at work. So like when I'm back, ah. when I'm back from work, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, then they got to play COD. And then that way, yeah, okay. But of course, I'm joking. They can do whatever they like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they keep on saying to me to play it for fun, but I just know it won't end up being fun. I was telling them to play it for fun last time. Yeah, and it, and it won't end up being fun <laughs> come the end of it. And, uh, yeah. and then yeah, there was all there was all these rules about not talking when the guildmaster's talking or whatever. <laughs> and I was like, we don't need that. Surely you don't you don't need that rule. Just have fun. Have no rules. Have fun. My sentiment. No, but we need, but we need to raid. Exactly. You don't need to raid. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'll say it again now, Matt. You don't need to raid. Because <laughs> he listens to this still, does he? I assume. Yeah, mate. Yeah, I believe he does. Yeah. 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 But yeah, sorry, we went completely. Uh, well, you did say about going on a side quest, didn't you? Um, that was that. That was like when you put brackets. And then have a separate set of brackets inside the brackets. That was. That was one of, that was. That was one of those side quests. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and thank you for bulking out my talking about Shinobi the Revenge of as well. Hey, hey no worries. I uh, appreciate that, mate. Thank you. Yeah, so that was Shinobi the Revenge of. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, well, my, my game's going to be nothing, really. It's nothing. Well, not nothing, but short. So I'm yeah. <laughs> trying to bulk out my own as well. <laughs> so uh, I, I'll talk about... The first game I want to talk about is Circus Charlie. Is that it talked about? Well, <laughs> you, you can't keep making that joke, man. You really what? can't. <laughs> Third time now, I want to say. So Fourth, I, maybe. I can't remember the last time I said it. So that's the advantages of someone with no memory. I can't remember yeah. saying that. Anyway, so I, yeah, I played Circus Charlie. It was released in 1984 on. Uh, I played the NES version, and it was developed by Konami. Nice. Well, not nice. Yeah. It was, it was, I mean, it wasn't good or it wasn't bad, you know? You just, yeah, you're just doing circus tricks, but, because it, cause it was such an early game, all you do, pretty much, is press jump. So, at first, at first, you've got these, like, rings of fire coming towards you, yeah. and you're running across the screen, and you've got to jump through it. Okay. And yeah, I think you've got to do, like, 100 meters, maybe 70 meters for the first one. And you've you got to jump through it, and that's it. And there's pots on the ground that you got to jump over them as well. Sometimes it's tricky, and if you you know if you're going to jump over one, you'll land on the other one, Ooh. or you know jump over the pot, and you won't have time to jump over the hoop or through the hoop. So you 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 know you have to back up a little bit and wait for the right timing, which is which is kind of cool. If you uh, if you do hit anything, then you start at that 10 meter mark. So say you've gone 
you, you start at 100 meters and you get to the 60 meter mark you just get past the 60 60 meter mark and you and you hit something you start back at the 60 meter mark not 100 so you don't have to do the whole thing again okay which is nice the second level you're just uh you're just on a tight rope you gotta jump over some monkeys every now and then you get a super quick blue monkey that comes over he jumps over the monkeys too so you either have to jump over him and then them similar timing wise to the hoops and the uh the pots in the one before that wasn't too tricky i, I pretty much did that first try as well the the third the third level is where it got kind of cool uh, i i realized i have a bit more to talk about with this level cool because there really wasn't really wasn't much you're on you're trying to balance on these big balls seeing them in circuses i expect they get like elephants to stand on them or something yeah and you've got to jump onto the next ball so you've got to time it just right to jump exactly onto it you can't get right up close you have to be like a certain distance away and i kind of struggled on this one to start with and i was thinking i really want to put like just to stick a couple of bits of cardboard on my screen so i know if the ball is in within those two bits of cardboard jumping will reach May and I thought, I'm sure I've it. done that with another game at some point. I can't, I don't know what. Have you ever done that? I don't. Stuck something on the screen. I've done it with International Track and Field. Yeah? Yeah, I used to do it for long jump on International Track and Field. Because uh... although you've obviously got the white line for the sand, like there used to be like yeah. a sweet spot where you used to be able to get like the maximum out of your run. That was also whilst bashing uh... the two buttons with a pen on your controller as well. To, with a pen? I've your... not heard that one. Have you not heard that one? I've heard, a finger, I think I did finger in the t-shirt and just slide it across. Well, I've not heard of that one. No. Ooh, no, we're revealing techniques. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, just literally get your pad, fingers either side of the X and circle button or whatever buttons it was, and just literally get a pen and rub violently between the two. Yeah. And it, and it is... works pretty well. I guess it's a good way to ruin your control, but you don't really think about that when you're a kid playing at National Track and Field. Yeah. Mate, that's another game we could do live. We could. In National Track and Field is incredible, but no, we'll have to ban pen method and t-shirt finger method. The the, tink, the t-shirt finger method wasn't very good. I was awful was still. Well, may, maybe I was okay, but my cousin, Ian, was just godlike at that game. And he didn't use a special technique. He used the two-finger what they wanted you to use technique. So I think I used to get it to a point where the controller used to vibrate. So you used to keep your finger over one. So like, say you use an X and circle, you keep your finger over one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah. And it, it caused the vibration. But yeah, man. Oh, mate, in that's a track and field. Start that again, because people obviously wouldn't have, have seen what I was doing. Yes. Explain to the listeners. So yeah, it's like you got your finger or your thumb over, say you use an X and circle, keep your finger over circle, and then you re- repeatedly hit x and the force of the you hit in the x actually causes the controller to bounce up and hit the circle um so yeah and and that's the method that i used to use when legitly playing the game yeah that's the method i used to use but it wasn't it wasn't as good no i died because some people do the whole index finger middle finger don't they and go between the two buttons yeah like flick like that i could never get those to work quick enough no, but like I said, my, my cousin used to do that, and he was just setting records all over the place. What, using the middle finger, index finger? Yeah. Wow, Yeah, he me. was just insane at it. 
Wow. So yeah. so maybe I was okay, actually. Maybe I was okay, just no good compared to him. Yeah. Oh, no way. But yeah, no, I, I used to... So yeah, I think, what was the original question? Mark's on the screen. Yeah, so yeah, I used to use a mark <laughs> on the screen for the long jump. Yeah, just, yeah, for the long jump. Did I used to use it? There was other games I used it for as well. I'm sure there yeah. are. Like, I'm thinking the same, like maybe a crosshair or something like that. Well, because gaming monitors these days have built-in crosshairs, don't they? So I only learned this the other day. I didn't know that. Yeah, if you buy, well, I say yeah as casually as if I know now. But um, but yeah, you buy like one of these more higher end monitors. They've actually got like a built-in crosshair, so you can go into like the screen settings and actually turn a crosshair on your screen. So I guess huh. like first-person shooters and stuff for hip fire and whatever, which is pretty cool. I'd say that's cheating personally, but there we go. I would say it's yeah, tool assisted. Tool assisted, yeah, tool assisted. But yeah, man. So yeah, I guess even the marks on the screens in the gaming world have developed over the years from having to put like cardboard on your screens and now you get built-in targets in your monitor. So yeah, yeah pretty cool. Pretty cool. So yes, mate, yes, I, I did used to use that method myself. Yeah. I did. Cool. did you implement the method for the balls? No, no, I didn't because no. Um, I just looked at the, the, the standby button or the on-off button on my monitor and it was like, if it's just before getting to that, I can jump onto it. So like... Yes. The whole time I was doing that level, I didn't look at the screen at all. I was literally looking at that button and seeing the, the my character and the other balls like to sort of through more peripheral vision than anything ah, else. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. But yeah, I mean that's that's all it was. It was it was points based. Again, I think everything you jump over gives you a hundred points. Uh, you start off at five thousand points and it just goes down slowly the longer you're running across i did wonder i don't know if i'm thinking into this too much but i did wonder if you could like deliberately die at the closest 10 meters because when you start no matter where you are you start off at five thousand points again oh really so like so i mean i looked at speed runs but i didn't look at highest score runs but i wondered if that's how they would do it if they would just yeah make sure they would die at that point yeah that's not yeah <laughs> High score hacking. I don't know if anybody cares enough about the game to want to do that. <laughs> well, I'd never heard of it. No, I'd never heard of it. I'd never heard of it. Uh, oh, it was, um, yeah, best say it was put into the hat by Michaela Fitzgerald again. 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 <laughs> uh, so, yeah, thank you for that, Michaela. But that's, again, that's pretty much all I can say about it. That's cool, man. No, I mean, there was, a, there was a few more levels after that, but it was nothing, nothing I came across that was too fan, too great, too interesting. So, yeah, let's talk about your other game. Cool. Oh, which one did you play? Because you were given, you were given Soviet. I was or, given Desert I Strike or yeah. Desert Jungle. Well, I was given both, I guess. Desert Strike or Jungle Strike. Yeah. That's right, yeah. yeah. It was both, but. Um, so it was by Billy Morgan, so thank you, Bill. I think he, he did only want one of them. Did he? Yeah. That's good, because that's all that he got. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I had a look at the two, and I went for the one that I remember playing the most um, again, and it was Desert Strike, Return of the Golf.
took me ages to find the title because I didn't realise it had Return of the Golf at the end. I thought that was like Desert Strike 2, but it wasn't. That was just the original title <laughs> name. But yeah, so I, I played it on the Mega Drive, another game by... Uh, I was about to say another game. Uh, yeah, it's game by EA, and it was made in 1989. So when I used to play this game when I was younger, I definitely didn't play it for the whole point of the game. So I knew that there was like missions and stuff you had to do in the game, but it was more fun flying around in a helicopter, just blowing shit up. When I played it this time, I actually tried to play it as the game wanted me to play it. Yeah. Which is probably a good idea. So for those of you that don't know, Desert Strike is probably one of the coolest games that I played growing up as a kid. You, did you like Desert Strike or the Strike games in general? I didn't really play, play them much. Didn't really play them? I, I know what they are, but yeah, I didn't play them much. Yeah. So I think it's definitely like a pick up and play game, but I would say you can't really spend too much time on it because it does get a bit samey, a bit tedious. So I think it's like one of those games that you'd probably like pick up for like when you've got like a spare half hour or something like that. And you just want to have a fly around in a helicopter, shoot some shit, and maybe possibly try and play the game as well. But yeah, so sorry, listeners. So for those of you who don't know, <laughs> Desert Strike, you're a helicopter. You control the helicopter on the screen. And the whole idea of the game is you get missions, you get objectives. I think on the first campaign, you start off and you're on like an airbase. You've got five different challenges you need to do within this airbase, but there's also like multiple little things you can do within the game as well. But to start off with, um, you need to, for example, destroy two radar sites. So you bring up your map and you then got this helicopter. Like it's, I don't know how to describe the size of the helicopter. I mean, like the helicopter's a decent size. Don't think of like GTA 1, like the look down bird's eye version and everything's quite small. Um, I would say your helicopter's bigger than that, but the size of the people you rescue, which I'll move on to later, um, they're about the same size as like your GTA characters, I would say, for some sort of earlier or later reference to sizes. So yeah, the, the first mission, you've got to destroy two radars. On your helicopter, you've got to look at your fuel level, you've got to look at your armor level, and then you have three different types of ammunition, I believe, hydro rockets, and like machine gun and like some sort of bomb thing. But yeah, so basically you got to fly across this map. As you're flying across, you're going to get shot at by the enemy. You can blow them up and you go and find these two radar sites and you blow them up and you move on to the next objective of the game, which in this case is to destroy the power plant. But we'll skip all that crap. <laughs> <What's>... Why? <laughs> well, because uh, like, so I, I played the campaign mode. Right. But it's just not as fun. It's just like okay. I That's just fine, enjoy, yeah. I, I enjoyed flying around, just like rescuing people and stuff. So generally, like when you like get into like little fights, you got like these little yeah. POWs, prisoners of wars, and so you kill like a little like enemy area, and then you get like these little dudes that you got to rescue. And I just it's really cool. Like they stand there giving it like the whole SOS sign, and you fly <laughs> over them, and then a little ladder drops out of your helicopter, and they jump on your ladder, and you pick them up, and that gets you an extra hundred armor. <clears throat> an extra hundred armor to then go off and, and fight the next battle. I don't, I don't know how people played this game when they were younger or when they used to play it, still play it now. I, maybe they played it to the campaign, um, but I had so much more fun just like free roam, I guess. Just free yeah. roam, blow stuff up and see how long you can survive. There's four different campaigns 
uh, within each campaign or level or stage, however you want to refer to it as, uh, there's uh, it varies between five to eight different objectives you need to do. It's it's a hard game to talk a lot about because you're a helicopter and you fly around, blow stuff up, and save things. So you've never played any of the desert the desert strike games or the, the strike games really. I have played them, yeah, but uh, again, like you said, it, I I never thought of it like GTA kind of thing. But now you've made the comparison. It yeah, it does feel like it was like GTA. You just you just do go and do your own thing. Yeah, it's the free play version. Yeah, it's. I, I can't. I think that's the best way to sort of describe it, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah, I guess GTA as well. You do go off and just kill random shit if you want to kill random shit. If not, yeah. you come back and do the campaign. Yeah, I feel like I need to talk about this game more to give it more justice and not just five minutes, but it's a really hard game. I play it, like, literally go and play it if you've got the ways and means to play it. I love this game, but what else can I really say about it? I can talk you through the first campaign. So, the first campaign, so when you bring up your map, you start off, I think I said this earlier, you start off in an airbase, and the two radar sites are situated in the top left and top right of the map. Now, it's obviously laid out so that when you're flying over, you're flying over, like, the enemy's military base as well, so you will get, like, them firing at you and stuff. It is really easy to die on this game, I will say that. So going off and side questing almost helps as well, because if you're struggling for, like, your armor and ammo as well, you'd go off, side quest, find, like, a smaller, like, group of enemies, kill them, you'll generally get at least one or two rescues out of a little fight. So that gets you 200 armor plates. I think like your max armor plate rate is 650. Okay. So yeah, you're getting 100 every time. I think it's 100 every time you save someone. And then you get 10 for blowing stuff up, certain things up. I'm sure that was the way around. But yeah, so it's like if you're going off, because what I found after doing the first two radar sites, my helicopter was smashed to bits. So I then had to spend yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, bloody hell. Well, they, they tactically place these things to blow you up, don't they? Um, they're not just going to yeah, let no. you roam in and blow up a radar dish, I guess. But yeah, uh, so after doing the two radar sites, I then went off done a bit of side questing, which we now shall say is the job, to get more armor and more hydro rockets, because then I had to go and destroy the power plant. After destroying the power plant, you move on to bomb enemy airfields. Now, the reason why I'm reading through this is because... The fights aren't much different from the first one. You literally just fly over, blow stuff up, evade anything incoming, and then go back and blow it up. And that's pretty much... I'm not really selling the game, but it is fun. Next one, you got to find and rescue a secret agent. And then the last campaign, or the last mission for that campaign, is you go and destroy the enemy command centers. Now, playing it back in... Well, for me, probably 1995... I don't think I ever got past the first campaign. Owned the game, had the copy. Honestly, don't think I ever got past the first campaign, and that was just through love of flying around, blowing stuff up. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask if it was through not wanting to do side quests, uh, not wanting to do the main quests, or just not being able to. Well, I think it's I think it's one of two actually. It's a having too much fun blowing stuff up and just going yeah. off side questing a bit but also they don't make it overly clear what your mission is okay so when you bring your map up like it will just have two areas or whatever you need to attack flashing on the screen like 
it's almost like a little bit of a hunt to actually find out what your objective is to do. It's not like when you start the game, it flashes up saying, Pew, kill two radar dishes sort of thing. Like, I guess you got to go look for a quest log, effectively. Hey, the more and more I talk about this, and it's like, <laughs> it's becoming like, <laughs> wowie GTA quest loggies. But yeah, man, I think that's about it. Jungle Strike, guys, like I did play it as well back in the day. Jungle Strike is the forest version of Desert Strike. Yeah. Exactly the same principle. There was also Soviet Strike and Nuclear Strike, I want to say. I believe there was. Is that I right? believe there was. But yeah, this isn't a game that you can sit down and play for hours. I, yeah. Yeah, nah, I think you, well, personally, I'd get bored after about half an hour. Unless I went, like, played it hardcore just to complete the game and didn't yeah. go off and do anything else. But then I think you'd end up getting very frustrated because it is very easy to die. Yeah. But there again, I think we've said before in, in other older podcasts, uh, I think we've... <laughs> I, I am not editing that out. <laughs> Bollocks. Like I said in previous episodes, not podcasts. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh shit, I've completely lost my train of thought where I was going with that now, Skets. Bugger. Yeah, I think they lengthen the gameplay or the ability to play the game by just by upping the difficulty of the game in general. And I very yeah. much feel that is the case for this one. Because you look at like the, your list of objectives for the campaign missions you've got to do, and they're, they're not overly difficult. They're not overly like long. But at the same point, they are overly difficult in the fact that the, the gameplay in terms of getting blown up a lot. So I would turn it off through frustration, I think if I played it to try and complete the game. But yeah, man, I really enjoyed it. And I was really hoping, I think like, that was the second week in the row with pulling games out of the hat that I said the game or a game that I would like to play and I got it out the hat. Yeah. So I was really happy that I got this because it's a game that I haven't played in years and it's just as I remember it. And it yeah. is a game that I would still play today. So, I mean, if we had this leaderboard thing up, I... I don't know how we're going to do the range. It would be just under the two Shaq Fus at the top. It would just be under the two Shaq Fus at the top. Yes, mate. Yeah. Well, definitely. Uh, have you played it yet? <laughs> no. Nah. We're playing Hulk all the time here. Oh, you're playing Hulk? Yeah. Well, it's uh... Lego Marvel still, but Soren calls it Hulk. I want to play Hulk. Hulk. Okay. <laughs> cool, yeah. man. That's awesome. He's, he's getting pretty good at it as well now. He's yeah? getting good at that. Yeah. He, he likes having two Hulks on the screen. Sometimes, oh. sometimes he wants two green hulks. Hulk, I can I'm struggling to say it now. Sometimes he wants two green hulks. Sometimes he wants a green and a green hulk and a red hulk. Uh, wow! But he, he he cycles through them. He um, because there's a blue hulk in the custom characters. We've oh, we we've got Abomination, who he thinks is like a white hulk, because <laughs> he, he looks the same in the in in the Lego games. He just likes big characters. I think oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, but like I don't know if you know know them. Like all the characters have like different abilities, and if if he gets somewhere and we say, "Oh, you need Spider Man to do this," you get Spider Man straight away. Really? Yeah. Have you played Have you played any of the Lego games? No, mate. No, I haven't. Okay. So when no. you're in free free mode, I think there's like 155 different characters in this one, something like that. Bloody hell. So so when you're in in free mode, just running around the city, you can change into whatever character you want. Ah, uh, okay. There's loads of quests around the city, loads of the gold bricks you can find. You can unlock new characters, all that kind of stuff. It'll get to a point where, I don't know, yeah, say like you need Spider-Man to use the spider senses, like I said. And he knows exactly where Spider-Man is. 
and then where, how to get him like in the in the menu screen. Mate, that is super impressive. Yeah, he's good. Man, that kid's evolved. Evolved. We all did. Is that the right word? Evolved. He's not a poke. He's not a Pokemon, is he? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> we all did evolve. Who are the Britons? We all are. <laughs> Why did I say evolve? It's not evolve. He's grown up. He's grown up. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, man, that's really impressive. I can't wait to have him over here after lockdown's all over again. Yeah. I miss. Oh, I haven't got the civil chair anymore. But I just have to chase Traff around with a robot Hoover now instead. Um, so yeah, chat, that's probably everything i got to say on Desert Strike, but thanks, Bill, Morgan, like, that was awesome, trip down memory lane. This game is definitely not, and should not be forgotten. <laughs> cool. Well, Mr. Skets, Panzer, Dragon, Typhoon. Close. It'll get there. How was it? Pa- Panzer, Dragoon, Saga. So I'll get into what I said earlier about not being able to play it very much. So I'm pretty sure from day one, this game was one of the rarest games on the Sega Saturn. From what I've read over the last week or so, it only had like 20,000 copies made. In, in so I, I saw people from America um, talking about it. So only 20,000 copies made in North America. Wow. So I would I would have guessed there's less than that made over here. I don't I don't actually know the compatibility with the Sega Saturn like because they, they had like we had PAL and they had NTSC that sort of thing. I don't know what Sega Saturn does. But yeah, so it has been rare from the day it was released, and it is very very expensive. So we like we said before we we play ROMs. There was no way I was gonna be able to get a hold of this game, and the ROM I played it just kept crashing. At a certain point, so I didn't. I didn't play it for very long. I played it for, played it for a good two or three hours, but I didn't actually do much. All I did was just fly around and get into the random fights, which were awesome. You know, I, I didn't get, didn't manage to get to it like any like the, the first town to speak to people. We we have had a couple of people say they're happy to lend us the the stuff. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But. But this one, I would not want to borrow from somebody. Not at all. No. <laughs> I wouldn't want the responsibility <laughs> of having, and having to look after it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we got it as a ROM. I think Sega Saturn games, well, Sega Saturns are difficult to emulate anyway. I was going to say, mate, you've done well to get it to get it working anyway. So, kudos. Yeah. From, from what I've figured out, I could be completely wrong. But I think there's just like one chip inside a Sega Saturn that people just don't know how it works. Okay. So they just have to take a big guess or something along those lines. I don't know. I, I'm not a big techie with, with that kind of thing. Yeah, so like I said, it kept crashing. I mean, it's it's one of the biggest RPGs of all time, but not many people have played it. Because so the thing is, yeah, there's going to be a lot of big RPG fans out there, proper RPG fans, I'm going to say, 
right, more proper than me. So I've always said I'm an RPG fan, but I'm not a proper one. Like, because they've played all like the the smaller ones, and I never did. Like, I was a mainstream RPG, like Final Fantasies and all that stuff. Okay. So the proper RPG fans would have would almost certainly have played this. I did read people were talking talking about this, saying it was the Final Fantasy VII killer, and and after playing it for a little while, I can understand that. Yeah. They just didn't release enough. I think it was one of the last games to be released on the Sega Saturn as well. So people were moving on from that generation of consoles. I never said when it was... Um, did I say? I didn't. No, I don't think you did. I, I didn't, no. So yeah, sorry. It was on the Sega Saturn, like I've said many times. And it was developed by Team Andromeda. Oh, not heard of that one. In oh, several different release dates I've got here. Uh, it basically in 1998. Between January and June. Okay. Wow, Sega Saturn. That old. Yeah, because Final Fantasy VII was 97, wasn't it? It was a little bit before that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was so good. I mean, like I said, just, just the small amount that I played, it was incredible. Let's start from the beginning. I've got a few bits to say about it. I mean, well, oh, and I think it was four discs. Four it discs? Four discs, yeah. Ah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. And so at the beginning, it's got they got it was like a twenty minute cinematic, something stupid, for the opening. You're this guy. You speak to another mate. You're you're sort of protecting this quarry. It looks like I think the I think the people you're working for are digging into the earth. It doesn't say exactly why, but it sort of hints that there being precious things down there or monsters down there as well. And a little while later, they're they're. Of course, there happens to be a monster in the one that you're digging at. Of course. And it has come up, and it's killing everybody. And you put your life on the line try and, and try and stop it, as the protagonist always does, even, even though even if you're a weedy little kid like this one looked. And then you, you sort of you escape and get back to the surface, and then it cuts to an evil guy in a blimp. And they're talking for a bit. I don't really get a lot of what they were saying. If, I, I assume if you know the storyline it would make a bit more sense but i think they want this thing but there's also a woman that you saw down there that's like encased in rock and it turns out that they wanted her instead so you know it made you think that they were going there to get that monster and you're like why are they taking her like as soon as you see her you fall in love or whatever it's, it's one of those Aww. one of one of those the princesses in another blimp <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, of course, you you know your your uh, your guy is gonna plan to follow them and get her back somehow, even though you don't even know her. Uh, they're obviously evil guys. They shoot everybody there, including yeah. you, but you live somehow. No, do they shoot you? I don't think they do. <laughs> hmm. No, no. They shoot everybody there except you for some reason because it would take too much time and effort. But they spend a little bit of time there talking about how much time and effort it would take so they should just shoot you they should they should just shoot you and they always, it always happens doesn't it so uh i think they just kick you down into into the into the dig site and you wake up you're at the bottom and then a dragon comes to you like dragons are extinct in this world or they haven't been seen for a long time okay kind of like our D D campaign yeah which is funny because matt mayer's put this into the hat and he's our dm ah so i wonder you've, yeah. you've been outed Matt Mayers. You've been sus. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, so this dragon comes to you. It's like it chooses you 
uh, and then you, so you get on the back and you start flying it. And th this is the first point where uh, you can control your character. Oh, okay. And 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 before you before you start going, he's like, "Oh, I really should learn how to fly this thing." And then you start flying perfectly immediately. Ah, <laughs> oh, brilliant! But it's 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 the right thing to say at the right time, isn't it? That's what he would say. Oh, I've yeah. never ridden dragon before, but I can I can do it somehow. Like like he downloaded it from the Matrix or something. <laughs> but I'm gonna go. I want to go back a little bit now at this point. So between between the cinematic and being able to play the game, it came up and it said, "The one who controls Edge. What is your name?" And I was like, "What's Edge?" Is Edge like a really cool sword or something, or is there like I don't know, a gemstone or so? Uh, what is Edge? I, I don't know. I don't know who controls it. Uh, but it turns I, I remembered. Yeah, the, the 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 main guy is called Edge. Somebody calls him Edge during the cinematic. Ah. I forgot about that briefly. So it's just basically asking what my name was. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I thought I'd leave it with Edge because then it it won't confuse me when I come to talk about this. Yeah. And then it asks if that's real, if that's my real name, and I'm like, well, no, it's not my real name. <laughs> why, why are you asking if it's my real name? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> does does things change in the game if if I put my real name in or a fake name like Skets? Uh, so so I was like, no, Edge is not my name, and it goes back to the name input screen, and it was just it was just a confirmation screen. It was. A very confusing confirmation screen. <laughs> it's like, a very, like that. That's a very assertive, say, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like, would you have figured that out? You probably would have. It's probably just me. I don't know, mate. I don't know. I'd have to look at it. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that was <laughs> a couple of stupid little things, but I thought I have, I, I have to add them in here, right? It's one of those points in the game, though, isn't it? It's like whenever you start a game like that, I'm always iffy about pressing that final confirm button because you know that once you press confirm, that is your character then set for the rest of however long this campaign is going to take you. So when it does ask you, are you really sure you are Edge? Like, well, not really. Uh, it, it would cast out in my mind. It would definitely cast out. Yeah, the, the hardest part in any game is naming your character. Ah, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. I, I expect you took longer naming your character than you did playing Skyrim, didn't you? Yes, mate. Yeah, I probably did. I probably, <laughs> probably did. I probably did. Yeah, I probably did. It took me ages to come up with my wild character name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just got to a point where I was just like, I don't like any of my options. So I just went onto a name generator in the end. Yeah, cool. And come cool. up with my name. But sorry, pulled you away from um, your Dragon Pan Zoon Saga. I am going to continue to say this title of this game incorrect. So, yeah, no, I, I felt like that needed to be... That needed to be in in here with the write up about it. No, it feels like it feels like I'm going to talk about a lot about not very much, but this was so big and so so I I I am I'm going to start off with the first bit of flying. It's the nature of the beast, isn't it? Surely with a game like that. Yeah, exactly. I I I'm not going to give this just do this justice at all. It's such a good game. Any. If you can get a hold of it or get a good copy of it, go and play it like everybody out there, you know. Wow. Yeah, so before before I even got into any fighting, like the first thing I did, I, I flew forwards and there's these ropes dangling. You're, you're like in a in like a valley or a gorge. I have a question. I have a question. Yep. Did you do everything but what you were supposed to do at the start of the game by any chance? 
I, yeah, that's what I'm getting. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. about to I, get into that. I, I'm learning the RPG Twice. way of life. Twice? Yeah. Man, yeah. I struggle to do it sort once. Of, sort of. Sorry to interrupt you then. Go on. Sorry. That's fine. So you've got, like I said, you're, you're in like a valley or a gorge. There probably was a proper name for it in the game, but I've forgotten what it was now. And you've got these ropes going from side to side with like these chests, like treasure chests sort of things hanging from them. And so I press the action button and it comes up with a little cursor and you hover over it and it says access. So I'm like, okay, I'll access that and, and, and hit it. And then you fire something at it. Right. And, and nothing, nothing really happens. So I did that three or four times and nothing happened. And, and my fear of missing out made me go and look up what to do. It's the very beginning of the game when I was like, I can't, I can't leave these behind. If there's something I can do with these to get cool stuff, I can't leave these behind. And, and, and there was stuff in them, you know? Yeah. You have to hit them any six, seven, eight times, something like that. And there wasn't stuff in all of them. But there was, yeah, there was about 15 of these boxes. Maybe 10 had stuff in. Something like that. Just imagine skipping that, not getting all of that cool stuff to help you out at the beginning of the game and then, like, learning a bit later on or the next play that you missed all this stuff, you know? And, and so that is why, like you said, RPG gamers do everything they can apart from the main story because there's been a point in their gaming life that they've missed cool stuff at the beginning of a game and it, and it could be like something really important you know a component to get one of the most powerful weapons in the game or something you know i'm sure i've played games that have done that they've given you something really early on and it can be missed and and so you just can't get it later on in the game and so yeah like i said everybody every rpg gamer would have done that at some point and missed cool stuff so now they learn their lesson and do it right the rpg's way of life hey yeah and uh, so, you, I mean, you get through that. You, there's no... Was there enemies in that bit? I don't think there was. I think that was just getting used to it a bit. Uh, you go through a little sort of cave entrance the other end and you come out into another valley, gorgy kind of bit. And I turned around to see if I'd missed anything behind me. And lo and behold, I had. There was a thing behind me that I could hit to get more cooler stuff. And again, going back to the Sonic <laughs> thing I said, you know, it always check behind me. Yeah, okay. Because, be, uh, because they do that. They're bastards. <laughs> and, <laughs> but yeah, the gameplay. I mean, I, I, I don't remember how many times I praised this game either, but I'm going to praise it again. It's such a good game from what I played. You know, I, all I did was, was run around and fight all the little random encounters. Uh, and it was amazing. You know, I loved it. Most people would know the sort of fights that you would get in in a turn-based RPG game, but not not everybody would. Would they? Would you have known? No. Final Fantasy Seven. No, okay. no, I wouldn't have had a clue. Right. Man. I wouldn't yeah, have had okay. a clue. Okay. So uh, a, li a little bit on that then. So you basically, instead of like moving your character around, they just stood still, and you have menus come up, and you can then do like physical attacks, or you can use magic or items. And then the opponent does the same. Sometimes, like like you spoke about with Final Fantasy VII, sometimes they just keep going and go any like. So if you just sat there looking through your menus, you're just gonna die pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. So with Panzer Dragoon, you're obviously in the air on your dragon. So all, all the enemies you fight are pretty much in the air as well. From what I saw, from the pictures I've seen, most enemies are in the air. Probably gonna be quite difficult doing That's ground cool. fights I, I, I suppose 
that was the mechanic they put into the game so they you, they probably put a lot of effort and time into making that kind of battle battle fighting turn-based fighting i don't know style don't know, mechanic whatever <laughs> something like that so they said so they probably weren't going to bother putting like ground fights or anything else but that is what sold the game and and it was good it was like you could actually move your dragon around uh so it would be something that you you've not uh, seen before uh you, you start facing your opponent and you can move him around to either side and then round to the back if you want to. Oh, that's cool. They can move as as well, so they can turn around and, and look at you and hit you back. But sometimes, like, if you're on their side, they'll do a different attack to what they would have done if, if you're in front of them. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and there's also safe zones as well. So, like, you've got a little radar, and, and it shows your dragon and the enemy in the middle. And it'll have, like, a little red cone. If you're in, this, in, your, if you're in danger zone, it'll have a little red cone covering your dragon. Sometimes... Right. Like three quarters of it are danger zones. Like I said, there are safe zones as well, which are green, so you want to try and get to the green bit. But then also, your enemies might be vulnerable from the danger side. That's quite clever. Yeah, that's quite clever. I've never, I've never seen another, never seen another turn-based RPG that does does have what well, that has a mechanic like that. That's really cool. There's bound to be some out there, just not none that I've played because I mean, this is such a such an iconic game, such a big game, that people must have tried to either copy it or try and do something, something else, but in, oh, you know, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, 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 <laughs> something else. I was trying to say, in an innovative, <laughs> like, I don't do. <laughs> yes, go for I it. it. <laughs> I can't do it, I can't do it. In, 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 big teeth. in, 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 in. So yeah, there must have been games that tried to copy it uh, or do their own thing, do their own sort of innovative mechanic that has not been done before. But I, I've, you know, I've not played any. It'd be interesting to hear what other games have got cool stuff like this, and it's, it's not just your sort of your static stand there and fight them. Yeah, but, it's uh, that's pretty Sorry. cool. No, no, no. I was just going to say it's that's pretty cool, isn't it? I might have to have a look at this at some point. I've still got to play Final Fantasy VII yet, Skirts. Huh? I've still got to play Final Fantasy VII yet. Have you not played that again? No, mate. Oh, dear, no. oh, dear. You're letting the team down. I am, mate. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. All of us. Not, <laughs> just, not, just, not just me. Any of our I've listeners got... who, have, who have played it. A lot of weight on the shoulders over here to, uh, to get Final Fantasy VII played. Yeah. So it... <laughs> I'll pick it up at some point. Good. So... This game was pretty massive for itself as well, wasn't it, back in the day? Yeah, it was four discs. That's crazy. I don't remember how big a game it was, like, reception-wise. I knew it was rare, but I think, yeah, I think because it was rare, not many people actually got to play it. I think I said that. Yeah. I think I said that in the other bit, but... Because um, the title rings a bell. Like, I yeah. remember the name of the game. Was but, it, well, this was the third in a trilogy, I believe. It was Panzer oh, was Dragoon, it? then Panzer Dragoon Spy. Yeah, and then Panzer Dragoon Saga. Yeah, like I said, so, so all I did, I was just going around for about three hours just fighting these random battles. And and it was so cool, you know, I could have played a phrase. You, you, can, you, can, get your, um, you can get your dragon to attack as well, uh, and your dragon levels up and gets these cool abilities, and they look cool. That was like, one of the first ones you get. Oh, I can't remember what it was called, but you have like these little green um, discs appear. Think of think of a frisbee, but with the middle missing. 
So, okay. like, you know, the old frisbees you can get that are just the ring on the outside. Yeah, okay. Think, think of that. And they, they just sort of appear above it and just fly into the enemy. And oh, that's that pretty was cool. cool. And I'm thinking, I, I, you know, I, I didn't get anywhere near into this game. Just, just wondering how cool some of the other stuff looked. You know, some of the other stuff, like some of the, some of the stuff you get later on in the game. Ah, that's pretty cool. I might have to check out some YouTube clips of this game as well. Yeah. Just to have a look. There was one YouTube video I did look at briefly. I get, like I said, with the, with the boxes, and uh, oh, it was massive. It was looked absolutely huge. Have you seen? Have you seen on YouTube? You can like segment up the video now. No. I don't know. For example, say if you're doing a, an album, putting an album on there, you can do each track and put them in little segments, and there's a little line. Oh. But this video had the little segments, and there must have been about forty little segments across this, across yeah. the bottom of the screen. It looked massive, and obviously I was still in the first one. And like I said, I would love to actually get in to play this game properly. Yeah. But it's proving difficult or expensive. Yeah, and either sound like a pain in the ass. So uh, that's a shame. Maybe someone out there knows how to get it working properly. Oh, maybe. That would be very nice. Yeah. I would would love you forever. (laughs) Ah, gets gets his love. It's the same as you, like you said, the same as you with Final Fantasy. I I really, I do really want to keep playing this. I really want to get into it. I don't think I'm going to be able to. I just want no. to of it. Yeah, man. I can't remember how long the video was as well. It'd be like watching the Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> it was massive. Uh, yeah, so I wonder, like, because I like the fact that you said about four discs as well. That's of course something else that we don't see these days, is do we really? No. I mean, a lot, a lot of games these days, you put the disc in, then all the like DLC and everything comes via the internet down to your console or PC, doesn't it? Yeah. So it's like the days of having games that have multiple discs, like when you get to a certain part of the game and it's like insert disc two, it's like yes, yes, yes. I've always wanted to see what's on disc two, and then you know yeah. get to disc four, and it's like ah bugger. But yeah, it's it's well, weird that the fact that you said that I completely forgot games had discs like multiples of back in the yeah. day. Well, it comes back around though. There's, there's a game come out recently that's got two discs. Do you want to guess what it was? Uh, probably Final Fantasy VII on the PlayStation. Yeah, the remake. Was it? Was it? There's a data disc, so you don't get half. Ah, okay. You have to put the other disc in, but there's a data disc. How big was it? Was it like 90 gig? No, it wasn't 90. What? Gig. Could have been 80 to 90 gig of just what's, data. What's the idea of the data disc? What you got to preload that onto the PlayStation before you play Final Fantasy? Is that yeah. the idea of it? Ah, uh, yeah. right, okay. And I mean, I haven't got many games, so I, there might be others. That, that's the only one I've seen with two discs recently. But there, there might be others that do the same thing. So they've done that to stop you having to download from the internet then? Maybe. Yeah, that's actually know. quite considerate for Final Fantasy VII players. Yeah. Like, when well, COD... they kept us bloody waiting. They had to give us something. But it's pretty cool that they give you a second disc so you don't have to sit there. Like, if you're pretty much going to play it as soon as you get it the same time as other matey because you're not going to have to be dependent on your internet speed and stuff. Yeah. Which is like COD, for example, when you get an update on that. Like, I've got to use a VPN to go to a different country to download the update. Otherwise, it would take like 24 hours in the UK sort of thing. I know it's only 24 hours, but we like stuff on demand these days, don't we? And it should be (laughs) instant. But yeah, so that's pretty cool that they gave you a disc because it's just going to install at the rate of the P- at the console as well. Yeah. So is it worth me playing the latest version of Final Fantasy VII after I've played the original? 
I haven't, I haven't played it. I, that, I, I saw, I thought you borrowed it from, from your next door neighbour. I did, and then I didn't have any time because I was doing lots of editing. Ah, stuff, so okay. I didn't have time to play it. Got I give it back to him. He's lent it to his other mate, who is then, when he's finished with it, he's going to let me borrow it. And then he said, I can take as long as I, as long as I need. Ah, uh, okay, cool. You'll probably play that, complete that, before I even get out of Midgar on my version. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Probably. All right, cool. Uh, is there anything else you want to add about the game? There's not really much more I can add, because I didn't, I didn't see it. Like I said, I didn't even get into any of the storyline, really. But I, I, do, I do want to say, and uh, just for the listeners... I've not actually run this past Jacobs at all, so <laughs> so we'll see yeah. how it goes. If anybody if anybody is is embarrassed at the job I've done talking about Panzer Dragoon Saga, you you're more than welcome to come on the show and talk about it with us and to, or talk, educate both of us. You know, because yeah. I I, I want to learn more about it. But yeah, if anybody anybody wants to come on the show and talk about it and do a better job than me. That's absolutely fine with me, at least. <laughs> How you feel? Yes, Gets, I think that's a great idea. And also, if you don't feel comfortable enough coming on the show, if you just want to record a bit and then send that to us, yeah. we're more than happy to. And then we can just play that into the show and then talk around that as well. So, yeah, like if you don't feel you need to come on the show to get on the show, by all means, yeah. record a bit. And we can also put that in as well. And we'll listen to it together and yeah. react accordingly. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. No. I, I see. Ha, ha, ha. But yeah. <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> We're idiots. Yeah, we are. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm sorry. I apologize for not getting very far in it. Uh, I wouldn't have picked it because I know how difficult Sega Saturn games are to get. on <laughs> So, But uh, yeah, I apologize for not getting very far. That's pretty much all I can say about it. Nah, man, that's pretty cool. I think it's like we said before, isn't it? We don't play them to complete them. We play them to get a feel for them and if it's a game that should be forgotten or not, really. And you may have only played 10, 3, 1, 2 hours, but I guess you got enough of a feel of should this game be forgotten or not? Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, like I said, I didn't. I played like 3 hours of just random fighting and I loved it. <laughs> so there you are, see, man. The mission has been achieved. Yeah. Well, dude... Shall we uh shall we move on to question time? Yes. I've forgotten what the questions were. I have the questions on the notes. Question one from Richard Cook or Rich Cook or Cookie. Which game have you secretly loved and everyone else hates? For example, his was Hunted Demon Forge on the PlayStation 3. I think I know that game. I think I think I played that game, yeah, and I didn't mind it. Okay. I can't remember though. What do you think? I have been thinking, and I honestly can't think of a game that I've secretly loved that everyone else has hated. I think a lot yeah. of my gaming, I've always been playing with friends the games I've played. So it's a good question, but I don't think it's really relevant to me. Because yeah. if I th- th- think about my gaming history, it's been Counter-Strike. There's been nothing I've enjoyed where I wouldn't be, or I'd be ashamed or whatever <laughs> to admit it. Yeah. If you don't hang out with lots of gamers, you don't know what people dislike either. That is also very true. That is also very true. Well, so, so for me, I actually had two for this. One of them, I think, might annoy Cookie a little bit after he asked the question and all. Uh, but one of them, I absolutely loved Final Fantasy XV. 
I, I know I know Cookie himself hates it. Uh, I don't know if it's widely hated, but I really liked it. My other one is a final, another Final Fantasy game. I really liked Final Fantasy X-2 as well. I, I'm not sure how well out that went down, but it, you know, I, nobody talks about it as far as I'm aware anymore. Everyone loves Final Fantasy X, and so, so do I. But I really enjoyed X-2, too. Oh, what? There was a ten number two? Oh, right. Yeah. Why didn't they just do 11? Because 11 is the online one. Oh, right. Okay. Because the, the different numbers don't follow on the story, but they wanted to follow on 10 story, so they did 10 part two. Part two, basically. Okay. Uh, and then 13 they did in three parts. Cool. Right. Bloody Final Fantasy VII. It's massive, isn't it? <laughs> Final Fantasy VII? Yeah. Final Fantasy, sorry. As a, it was a whole thing. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So the online version, I'm, we're going to go off topic here, but so the online version, is that the same play style as the console versions? Or no, no so it's completely, completely different. It's an MMO. Oh, is, oh yeah. right. Okay. Okay. I, I played Final Fantasy XIV quite a lot, actually, uh, on the PS3. And, and I got to, I got to the bit where I should have been doing heroic dungeons i believe or the equivalent of heroic dungeons right i got to i got to max level but people didn't want uh, console players they were only asking for pc players right so i just didn't bother entering any even though i was pretty good i was i was an awesome healer yeah even with a controller yeah Uh, here's a fun fact uh i think he copied me and he's not here to defend himself Yet, um, but yeah, my character in Final Fantasy fourteen, I called Genova's Witness. Genova's Witness. That's not going to mean anything to you yet. Nah, mate. And Cookie, coincidentally, named his character Genova's Witness. Really? So, I it it's got to have been that one of us heard the other say it uh, subliminally, and then was like, "Oh, that's a really cool name." I I thought of that. And it was Cookie. Cookie heard me say it, I'm sure of it. <laughs> You're putting that claim down today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Yeah, I, I loved that name. It was, yeah, I, I had so many people talk to me and comment and whisper saying how great a name it was. I loved it. I, I guess this is some sort of Final Fantasy VII thing. Yeah, well, there, there's an enemy later on in the game called Genova. Ah, uh, Okay. Oh, so, right. I see the play on the right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got you. Got you. Very yeah. good. Very good. Very Thank good. You. Very good. I'm impressed. Nice. Nice. And I didn't copy Cookie. No, Cookie copied you. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard it from you first, mate. So what else am I, am I led to yeah. believe? I mean, that has to be you. Cookie, if it's the other way around, speak up. Yeah. No. <laughs> Maybe we'll put a, a tumbleweed in there. Ooh. I probably won't bother. Nah. Okay. <laughs> the other question. The other question we had from Michaela Fitzgerald. What's the longest gaming session you've had and what game was it? She's put a couple of guesses in. She's guessed COD for myself and WoW type game for you, Skits. Yeah, she's absolutely right. Yeah, I, she's nailed on the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least we're portraying ourselves well across the podcast because yeah. Michaela knows us. But yeah, for preciseness, mine was Modern Warfare 2 on the Xbox 360? No. What was the one after? The Elite. Yeah, I don't know, the Xbox no idea. It was one of the Xbox 360 versions anyway. Um, but yeah, it was like, I don't know, 
well over 24 hours modern warfare 2 with my mate dave so yeah that's Definitely mine help. yeah hit you get 24 hours yeah mate i used to get slightly addicted to that game jesus yeah this was back in the day as to why a lot of my relationships were then because i'd probably gamed a bit too much so yeah. uh, lesson learned there i just got a dog instead and i can game yeah, as much yeah. as i like now you see but yeah mate now yeah it was around about 24 hours it would have just been get up in the morning and then probably a saturday just played it all day all night nothing else to do so just keep playing cod <laughs> but yeah modern warfare 2 was the uh the addictive one for me how about you yeah for me uh, it, yeah i knew it had to be either hearthstone or world of warcraft hearthstone i you know I, i'd sometimes finish work around midday and then i would go home and play it until like two in the morning that's how i got quite good because <laughs> i played loads i played absolutely loads but it, world of warcraft's got to take it like when i when i was at uni I, I didn't go to any lessons after Christmas. Uh, the, re- the only reason why I went to lessons before Christmas was because I couldn't get round their block blocking system, whatever it is. You're a tech guy, whatever, what would it have been? Oh, what? So what, didn't allow you to play the game? No, well, they, yeah, they blocked everything apart from port 80, which is browser, something like that. Uh, okay. Uh, and then one of my roommates, across, across the hall from me, actually, yeah. He worked out how to do VPNs because this was like before they were a thing. Ah, uh, okay. O- yeah. Only the most knowledgeable knowledgeable people would have known them, I'm sure. Now they're like everyone's. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, I mean, they advertise their football matches, aren't they? Like, yeah. VPN. That's it. But yeah, at, at the time, this because this is going back 11, 12 years. Wowzers. And uh, so yeah, he worked that out, and then I would wake up probably eight in the morning, play till gone midnight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was terrible every day as well every single day I still didn't do much I didn't do very much at all because you know I wasn't like min-maxing I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing so I was running around doing random stuff crazy man so when you were playing it for that long did you were you with another guild or something were you talking to other people were you just literally sat there happy in your own little sort of uni room I think I was on my own yeah yeah, I think I was on my own. Mate, that's incredible. You see, I used to be able to play games like that, but these days, like, I'll pick up a game and I'll start playing it, and if I'm not playing with mates, then I'll typically just, like, put it back down again. I just... Yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah, maybe I do. I think I use gaming for more of the, the social side now as to really getting good at the game, if that makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah, I, it's been a while since I've been able to do that. <clears throat> but that's impressive. Did you pass uni course? No. <laughs> no, no chance. Yeah, no, it, was, uh, it wasn't good. <laughs> but it was good. I really enjoyed it. I had a, had a whale of a time. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I mean, I'm making myself look bad here. Uh, the, thing, the thing was, it wasn't really what I wanted to do. Uh, so I, I did music production. Uh, I wanted to do sound design, which was like doing all the... Uh, like sound effects and stuff like that from films or cartoons. Okay. Uh, you, you've probably seen some videos of them now, like they've come out the last few years, like they're called Foley sounds, where you've got people like just slapping fish together or whatever, I don't know what they do, <laughs> stamping on shells to make sounds. Yeah. But I didn't get that, so I went into music production, I, uh, which is all about live sound and recording albums and stuff, and that wasn't what I wanted to do. So I came home, became a sound guy for a... For a for a cover band and then 
I'm doing a podcast. We're doing on like doing computery stuff. So apparently it was what I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've done both things that I would have learned. <laughs> oh mate, I don't know, mate. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? How things pan out. Yeah, but at, but anyway, yeah. At the time, fun. you had wow. I I do all right with the knowledge that I got from it and from college. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think the listeners wouldn't disagree either. Cool. Well, Michaela, I hope that answers your question for you, my love. Right. Games for next week. I've got my two games. So my first game I'm going to be playing is FIFA International on the Mega Drive. Very cool. first FIFA game I ever played. So yeah, that's my first one. How about you, buddy? Uh, because of what I said earlier about talking about the Trials Riddle, I thought I should probably go back and play the first Trials games. Yeah. I think everybody remembers the uh, the 2D one where it was just white background with like a single line and a motorbike. Yeah, man. You, I think we played it in college. It was around when we were in college that sort of time. awesome. <laughs> like 18, 18 years ago. Yeah, man. That's what gave me the love for Trials games as well. Like having to get the angles right. You know, it feels beautiful when you hit a downslope with both wheels at the same time. Yeah, man. But the thing is... The first two Trials games were browser games, so I'm going to try and find them. You'll be able to find them somewhere, I expect. Yeah. If not, I'll have to play Trials HD, which was on the Xbox, I believe, in 2009. What a shame that would have to be, playing that awesome game. I, I never played it. Oh, May is so good. You're going to love it. Yeah, you're going to love it. You will absolutely love it. Just skip the first two and go play Trials HD. Okay. It's really Wait, good. If, might, if you've not played it. i all of them. Yeah. Mate, oh, yeah, you're going to have so much fun. I've gone for NBA Jam. NBA Oh, and I've got some stuff to say about that. <laughs> some things that I've learned recently. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. From downtown. Yeah, mate. Uh, again, oh, I can't wait till next episode to talk yeah. about these. <laughs> yeah, I loved NBA Jam back in the day, so uh, um, it's a game that I completely forgotten about. So that's a good choice. That is a very good choice. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Because I want to talk about it as well. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, cool. Wicked. I'm not saying anymore because it'll just be taking you away from next week, next episode. It sounds like you got quite a few things to talk about for both my games on the next episode. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, the football is just a simple question. Oh, okay, that's cool. But I'm interested. I am interested. All right. Let's leave it at that. Come on then, what's your second game then? So my second game, okay. I don't know exactly what I'm going to play yet. Uh, I don't know if you saw my post I put up on our Facebook and Instagram about R-Type. Yes, I did see that. Yep. So I, I want to play a game like that, because like I said in those posts, I've always hated those kind of games. I've never given them much time at all. Right. So and so I thought I really should give one a chance, spend a few hours on it, and like actually get good at the game. Because well, I, I just get fed up because it's so hard. Yeah. Like, you, you played many games like that? No, not really. It's not my style of no. game, mate, to be honest. No, I don't think it's anybody's style of game, but <laughs> there's hundreds of them. <laughs> there's loads of them. <laughs> but so... I, but they're all, almost all of them are sci-fi shooter games with, like, a helicopter or, not helicopter, sci-fi, with, like, I know, you're in space shooting shit down. Yeah, it's, straight away, that's why it doesn't appeal to me. Fucking yeah, but I've, def, I've seen one that you're, like, this mage character, and you're walking up the screen, 
and you're like firing off fireballs and all different sorts of spells and that would appeal to me a bit more okay i'm sure there's another one one of the one of the first ones i, I ever saw like it was it was like this army one and you're these two guys going up the screen i wanted to say contra but i looked at that and it's not contra but yeah it's like you just you pick up these different guns but yeah so i yeah. will work out what game i will play but it's definitely going to be a scrolling shooter game awesome man Mate, I think we've got some like, good four games coming for the next episode. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I'm excited about playing NBA Jam. I'm excited about you playing NBA Jam. Cool, man. Wicked. Right. He's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, uh, no, I'm not going to talk about it. I'll wait until the next episode. Right. And I'll be playing McDonald Land and Raid 2020, both on the NES. I'll see you soon, guys. What the hell was that? Ah, oh, there's so many things I want to say about NBA Jam already. And I haven't even played it yet. <laughs> right, you happy to move on to shout out Skets? Is there anything else you Absolutely. would like to add into this part of the uh, Zipod? No, I'm hungry. You're hungry? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this done then. Uh, right, so this is the part of the show where we give shout outs to a few people who have helped us along the way. So first shout out goes to Shane Pixel Zero. He has a Fiverr store, and at his Fiverr store, he will help create PDF documents, Minecraft servers, Discord servers, domain hosting with email, and also website hosting. Our second shout out goes to Matt at Retro Heroes. He has an eBay store, which is Retro Heroes, and a Facebook page. Please check it out. At Retro Heroes, they buy, sell, and professionally refurbish retro computers, consoles, and games. Our third shout-out goes to Faye Frost. Faye has done all the artwork for the podcast. You can check out Faye Frost at Faye Frost Art on Facebook, underscore Faye Frost underscore on Instagram. And for commission submission requests, you can email her at frostart.com dot requests at gmail.com our fourth and final shout out goes to synthetic 3d at synthetic 3d they create tabletop miniatures that can be used for a variety of games we use them for DD and they're bloody awesome you should check them out check out the website www.synthetic3d.com and facebook which is synthetic development all right skets well i feel that this has been a, a pretty good episode man this it has been yeah, yeah. Right, shall I rock out with the outro? Do it. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Stay safe, support the pod, and spread the word. If you'd like to follow us, you can on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube using the handle at MenPodcastingBadly. Speak to you all in a fortnight. We have been MenPodcastingBadly. Game over. <laughs>